You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Okay, you guys, welcome to Copywriting Content and Cash. So I wanted to start by sharing like, and just kind of like easing your mind. I think it's easy to go copywriting that it's this like official mysterious language that I don't know how to do and other people do and I don't. And if I don't know how to do this, my business is going to (laughs) fail. And like, I'm going to share my definition of copywriting, but I really don't think um, making it a big deal will serve you. I want you to think about like, no big deal. This is just something I do as a business owner, as a coach. Um, It's just writing persuasively to sell. That's my definition of it. In fact, we'll go to this little, it's writing persuasively to sell something. And that truly is how I want you to think about it. It is not this mysterious thing that you're not good at. Um, I think it's really easy to think like other people are so much better at copywriting than me. And that might be true. One of the things that I, I really want you to understand is like, it's a skill set. This is not something that like people are born with <laughs> or like um, have like a natural ability for. I think some people love writing and so they spend a lot of time doing it. I fell in love with copywriting when I learned that it is a tool to make money. And that's how I see it. So it's a skill set. It's a tool. I really want you to drop any judgment you have that like, I can't do this or I'm not a good writer. Um, especially if you have that history in school, like I think we get, we got graded, right. Um, on how we were writing back in the day, right. Like in like eighth grade, you had to write this essay or whatever. And you got like that B minus or that B that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like awful, whatever. We're going to drop all the judgment we have about how we write because the rules of copywriting are different than like an essay or other types of writing. And so when we talk about copywriting, it's just writing persuasively to sell something, I do think it's worth the time to become a good copywriter if you want an online business, because so much of how we make our money is writing persuasively. The things we're going to talk about today, I want are more principle based. So you can apply it to posts. You can apply it to emails. You can apply it to um, LinkedIn. If you use LinkedIn blog posts that are selling something, um, but especially like on your posts, in your stories, in your emails, Um, It's the skill set of just writing persuasively to sell something. If you have questions, please put it in the chat while I'm teaching. I am going to open it up for like active questions and anything you want to work through as well. Um, But I wanted to first say that because like we are dropping all judgment. That is not, it's not welcome here. You cannot judge yourself for how you write. That is not going to serve you. So um, one of the things that I like to think about is like, if this was like the best thing ever, how would I talk about it? Because so many, especially women, we downplay what we bring to the table and how awesome our service is. And um, there's a place to be humble and there's a place to be not bragging for sure. And there's a place to like lift others up. But when you're trying to sell something, it is not the time and place. (laughs) Um, And this is like default programming for a lot of us, right? Like a lot of us were taught to be humble, to um, be a good girl and like blend in and not make waves and just kind of like uplift others and be generous with our words when we were talking about other people, but to be careful what we said about ourselves. And like, this does not serve us in business. And I said on this slide, like it makes us invisible because if you're not going to talk about you, who will, I mean, some of your golden clients will, 
but that's not who we want to rely on to sell our stuff, right? We want to be powerful advocates for the service that we provide. And I'm looking at all of you guys on this call. And I know each and every one of you literally has a gift for what you do. And a lot of you guys don't know how to talk about it. And that's okay. We're going to talk about that. But a lot of it starts with like, I'm awesome at what I do. And one of my favorite lines is like, it's not bragging if it's true. (laughs) So if you are just good at what you do, it's okay to write that. It's okay to say that. So I'm going to jump into some of the mistakes that I see that I have made or I see others others make. Um, like I said, because I'm going to start talking about things. This is not about anyone specific. This is not, a, I am not targeting you. <laughs> if you if you identify with these mistakes, okay? Um, I am not calling you out. This is like, I've done this. I see people do this. Copywriting is just a skill, okay? That it's like, it means nothing about your worthiness or your value as a human, Okay. Number one mistake is writing copy like it's a diary. And what this can look like is like telling people about your breakthrough, especially if you're a coach. It's easy to talk about your own breakthroughs. But what what we accidentally do is we position ourselves like the client in our writing. We position ourselves like a peer. If I'm talking about my big breakthrough, you're like, that's awesome. Like I had a big breakthrough too. And I'm like, you have no understanding of how I can actually serve you. And so an easy hack for this, if you're a coach, is to talk about your client's breakthroughs that you help facilitate that immediately puts you like the guide, right? Um, Instead of like, oh, I've been doing this work. I struggled with this and now I no longer do. They're like, that's awesome. That's awesome, Amber. Like you had that big breakthrough. You're a client. You're amazing. But I don't know, like, can you help me? You know what I mean? And so... I think some of our content can be beautifully written like a diary where we're talking about our breakthroughs and our thoughts and our deep feelings, our experiences. And you'll see, like, I write content like this sometimes, but you'll notice it's not because I'm selling something. When I sell something, I'm positioning myself as the guide, as the person that can help them, because we want our clients to feel like the hero, not like I'm the hero when they read my my posts right? If I talk about my big breakthrough and I'm writing about it like a diary, they're like, yay, Amber. Let's roll, (laughs) right? On to the next. And so we really want them to read content like, oh my gosh, like they can help me. They're telling the story about their client or their customer that experienced this this great transformation or these great results because they were the guide. Um, And so this is interesting because I also say like they do want to feel our energy or our belief. The other thing that um. I really see is no one cares about your feelings about your offer. (laughs) I learned this the hard way because I, I remember having these ideas and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this new offer. No one cared about my excitement. (laughs) Like that was hard for me to really understand because I, I had all these great ideas about how great it was going to be, but until they could see I'm the guide helping them win the game create the epic results. They're the hero until they see that connection that I'm the one helping them win in their life. It doesn't matter how I feel about my offer. It doesn't matter how excited I am. That's not why people buy. Right. And so we really want to like position ourselves like the guide, like the person who can help them. Um, There's a great book called building a story brand by Donald Miller. And he talks about like Yoda and Luke, right? You want to be Yoda. You do not want to be Luke. Your client is Luke. Any other Star Wars nerds? Just me? <laughs> Just kidding. But like you see this in so many different movies, right? Um, like Dumbledore and Harry Potter, 
like you want to be Dumbledore, you want to be the wise person that people come to for your advice and you help them win to defeat their villains, but you are not defeating the villains, they are. And so for me, there's like, when I'm thinking about how to add value, sometimes it is sharing my experiences, but this whole program, this whole, this whole theme of this month is about copywriting. And so this is particularly when you're selling. Um, I think a lot of people get caught up in that because they read posts from people they love when they're, you know, they're, they write it like a diary, but just notice it's probably not when they're selling their program or their one-on-one coaching um, or anything like that. When they're selling, they're positioning themselves as the guide. Next mistake. Number two is writing too humbly. You'll, you'll see that I'm going to talk about this a lot because I think when I was thinking about, okay, I was thinking about you guys in the matrix and like, how can I serve these women? A lot of you guys are very humble about what you do, which is a beautiful characteristic in life. Like I'm really grateful for my friends who are humble. Like I like being around humble people, but I don't buy from people who hide how good they are from me. Right. And so we want to be clear and bold and powerful about the work that we do. Um, and then the third one is convincing or daunting language. And I, I kind of lump them together. Um, but we want to imagine the people who are ready, willing, and able to buy. And I'm going to separate, I'm going to talk about both energies really quick. Convincing is um, when you're like imagining people who don't believe in coaching and you're like, but coaching's the best, right? We don't need to say that because we're already talking to people who believe coaching is the best. And this is a subconscious way of talking. Um, we don't realize it. And so the best thing that you can do, I like, this is what I do. I imagine someone in my mind that like I'm writing a love letter to who loves coaching, who has followed me forever, or just fell in love with my work. Those are the kinds of people that I'm thinking about. So I don't have to convince them. I'm inviting them, right? You already love me. You already know you want this. Come play. <laughs> the daunting language, sometimes, especially if you're creating a um, result that feels big, I think it can be easy to kind of fall into this, like, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to take you a long time. And your clients are like, oh, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. No, thanks. Right. They want it to be clear and simple and sexy and compelling. And so the more we can, and this is where a lot of coaches get in this, like, um, cognitive dissonance, right? Because we know as coaches, our clients take results. Sometimes it does take a long time. Sometimes transformation is deep work and it, it can be um, a process, right? But that's not the time and place to do, to explain that is not on a sales page. There's two different skill sets, right? There's the skill set of coaching and the skill set of copywriting. And I want you to be great copywriters so that you can be coaching, and so one of the things that I'm, um, I heard this, I read a book called, you guys have probably heard of it. It's uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And he's like, I'm a best-selling author. And this journalist was like, but like my writing's so much better than yours. And he's like, well, they didn't call it like best written book. They called it the best selling book. And that was like a light bulb moment for me because it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't know how to sell what you do. And selling coaching is different than delivering coaching. We want to make it appealing to people by making it simple, by making it very doable. Um, if you've been in my world for a while, you know, I teach consults, like it's no big deal. When you're talking to a potential client, you don't want to make it like a big deal. Like, oh yeah, like we can totally do that together. We want to make them feel at ease. Like this is... You do this all the time. This is very easy for you to help them with. And I think um, sometimes when we imagine the wrong kind of client, 
we are, our subconscious comes out in our writing where we're like, it's going to take a long time. And like, you can do it. Like these steps are crazy hard, but I'm going to help you. And they're like, I don't really want crazy hard. Like I want like streamlined, simple, easy. Right now I want to like put this little caveat because I don't want you to lie. I don't think this is a time to be deceptive. I think it's keeping your best client in mind when you're writing. I think that that was helpful for me because if I think of my best client, our work together isn't daunting. Might it take time? Yeah. Might it be some hard work? Yes. But my best client wants it and she still thinks it's simple and empowering to do that work, not daunting or overwhelming. She's engaged with it in a really healthy way. Any questions about this particular slide? You can just come on and talk if you have a... Okay, I'm gonna move on. If you have questions, just go ahead and chat. All right, the only thing you need to remember, this is like my copywriting formula. This is how we are interesting and get people to move. Intrigue, relevant value, and compelling call to action. If you look at any sales page, any post that's selling and they do it well, there's elements of all three of these. Any email that you've ever bought from, I promise they followed this formula. When I get overwhelmed by copywriting, I remember these three things. All I need to do is get their attention. Intrigue. This can look like an email header, the first sentence on your post, um, the title on your sales page. You want to capture their attention. Um, this is like when you think about... Um, like commercials or weird ads that you see, it's intrigue. They're trying to get people to stop and read. Because one of the biggest challenges you have as an online business owner is just getting people to actually read your stuff. And so don't underestimate the intrigue part. Like what can you say that kind of grips them or hooks them in that they're like, what? Um, and what's interesting is like, sometimes I'll make fun of ads that I see. Like I, I saw this ad a long time ago by Dean Graziosi and he's like, burning a book and he's like oh my gosh this book is on fire and I was like what the heck but guess who watched the entire ad <laughs> me right because he he was like intriguing enough that I wanted to read and so you're gonna see like a really like punchy statement or a question or even like the picture that's interesting you want to copy those things in your own copywriting because they work there's a reason that like the best marketers on the planet use interesting like almost con sometimes it's confusing sometimes it's like what like you want to keep reading um I like to keep a little like I'm just on my phone I keep like a little um in my notes app I I write down interesting copy that I see it's called a swipe file I highly recommend that you do like I have a few coaches and um like guru type people that like if I open their email I'm like what did they say that made me open their email and I write down their email header or if like I save a post, I'm like, why did I save that post? I'm always like analyzing myself as a client because it actually helps me be a better copywriter. And so you might go through like, what posts have you saved recently? What was the first line? Right. Um, in fact, we could do it for fun. Like, let's go to a, something that I saved recently <laughs> and I'll show you what I mean. Um, okay. So I saved this post by... Systems Sunday, nine free websites so useful they should come pre-bookmarked on every browser. Intrigue, 
right? I'm like, what? Nine free websites? Um, there are two main types of KPIs and I'm like interested in KPIs. Like just, it's it doesn't have to be complex. It just has to be kind of punchy. So I don't know. For me, it's helpful just to go through my own buying behavior. I am always learning from myself. I would use yourself as an example first. Like what are the things that have caught your attention in the last week? I, I'm sure the first thing was an intrigue statement, question, picture, something. Number two is important, is relevant value. I almost just put value, but sometimes I read my client's copy and it's like super valuable, but not relevant for what they're trying to sell. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you're trying to sell relationship coaching and in it, you're talking about personal development, very sneaky. Like maybe you're writing this awesome um, email about the power of coaching, but in it, there's nothing said about relationships. This is what happens. I see this a lot where you're adding value, but it's not relevant to your offer. And so you want to make sure whatever you're writing is like linked to what you're trying to sell, right? Um, Rebecca, you're like on the first one. So I'm like, if Rebecca is trying to sell brand design, she wants to make sure the relevant value is about brand design. If that's what she's selling. If you're selling strategy, you want to be talking about like strategic decision-making. It seems obvious, but sometimes when we're feeling pressure to write, we just write what we're most comfortable with. And for me, what I'm most comfortable with is like fluffy, inspirational <laughs> stuff, right? And that doesn't always serve the purpose of relevant value if I'm trying to sell something that actually has strategy involved or coaching involved, right? And so I think just going through that filter a little, like be a little bit more conscious of what kind of value you're writing. The other thing that um, I'm going to put here is, the differentiation in your offers. For example, when I write posts about selling the matrix, it's different than the posts I write for selling my one-on-one. -on -one. It's a different, it, I solve different problems. It's a different relationship. Um, there's more teaching involved. So I share more about like the information that they get versus like the relationship they have with me in one-on-one. -on -one. I'm really conscious of that when I write my copy. So if you have multiple offers, the relevant value should be rele relevant to each kind of offer that you're writing. And then a compelling call to action. This, like, this is something that I feel very strongly about, especially if you do work with people who don't typically buy coaching or are, are new to this world, they need to understand what they're going to get. Even if you're selling like a free call, for example, let's say you're selling a consultation, like your call to action saying DM me to schedule a consult won't necessarily resonate with someone who doesn't know what consult means or doesn't know what they're going to get on that call. And so a compelling call to action is making whatever they're going to do as sexy as possible, right? So like if they're going to do an hour long call with you on this call, you're going to discover the, the, you know, the biggest setback you have personally in your relationships right now. And I'm going to give you three tangible tools that like, you're going to immediately start communicating clearer and better and more lovingly with your partner on that call, right? Like really compelling. Um, if you're, I don't know, even selling a program, like why would they want to take action now? And I'm going to go over a series of questions. Um, and one of, one of the things that I'm always thinking through is like, okay, if my client is sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, scrolling and seeing my post or write, reading my email, like what, how could I get them to like pause the show and whip out their credit card to pay me? It takes a lot more than just like buy, buy now, right? Click here. 
that's part of it, but how can we make it compelling? I think if you can really master these three things and there's like depth to this, I don't think, I'm not gonna go into like so much um, detail that it's overwhelming. These three things, even if you just started making your first line more intriguing or paying attention to your email headers that like get opened more and making note of that, adding relevant value for the specific offer that you're selling. And even if that offer is a free consult, what is the relevant value for that free consult? Things like that. And then making your calls to action more compelling. The Like some quick hacks that I do is like bonuses, fast action bonuses, things like that. Um, maybe it's disappearing. There's a, there's a strong um, motivating force when doors close. And so sometimes it's like doors are closing and that's a compelling call to action as well. It doesn't have to be super complex or magical. It can be like doors are closing tomorrow. You need to book your call now. That is compelling. Um, and then let's talk about, this is the last slide I have for you. These are my 12 golden questions. <laughs> if you want to mind read, spend time answering. I think about these questions all the time. I'm like, what keeps my client awake at night? What are they afraid of? And specifically like in, we have to think about their identity that would hire me, right? So I'm not, when I think about what keeps them up awake at night, I'm th thinking about my mom, my mom client who's up with her two-year-old. That's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about they're, they have this new program that they can't stop thinking about. And they're so excited to launch that they're like writing down thoughts in the middle of the night, right? I'm thinking about the identity that I'm targeting in my marketing. For me, it's coaches and entrepreneurs. For you, it might be a mom. Um, it might be a woman and her sex life, Ashley. <laughs> um, it might be like Etsy sellers, Kaylin, like I want to like make it really real. They might be a mom, but are you targeting their mom identity? Or are you targeting their entrepreneur identity? Are you talking, targeting their relationship with themselves? Are you talking about them out in the world? Like it's important to understand what, what identity you're targeting when you think through these questions. What are their top daily, three daily frustration? What trends are occurring or will occur in their life and business? What do they secretly really, really want? because everyone wants something that they don't have. And sometimes that's secret, but if you can call it out, they feel very seen by you. And it might not be so obvious. So I think spending time with these questions and we can do this in real life if you want, um, is really important. Is there a built-in bias for how they make decisions? And the example I gave was like engineers are analytical, right? So if I was selling to engineers, I would sell differently than, than selling to like an inspired entrepreneur. They, they make very different decisions. How do your people make decisions? Do they think about it? Do they need to talk to their husband about it? Um, are they scroll like stalking you on social media for months before they hit buy now? How do they make decisions? Do they have their own language? Coaches have their own language, yeah? <laughs> right? Do your people have their own language? Who else is selling something similar and how are they selling it? Who else has tried to sell them something similar and failed, right? Or maybe they're, they are got sold to, but didn't buy from them, but they would buy from you. Why? And then a real number 11 is one of my favorite questions because I'm a really skeptical buyer. And so it makes me really able, like able to think through skeptical people, <laughs> right? Would I buy this? The way it's presented, the price and the timing, 
right? And so I think it's interesting to think through all three of those things because to me, I'm, I'm imagining like, like the context of things matter, right? If I ran into someone on the street and I've never met them before and they're like, hey, you look like you look like you could use my offer. It's $150,000, like you need this. I'd be like, no, there's no context. The way it was presented didn't land for me. The price didn't land for me and the timing didn't land for me. And so I'm thinking through that when I present something to my clients as well, like, does this make sense for my people to actually get this offer from me? Would I buy it the way it's presented to me? And what's interesting is this is when I started asking myself this question, this is when I started really focusing on sales pages because I read sales pages when I buy stuff. Um, and so some of you, you've never written a sales page before and that's okay. Do you buy from sales pages? Maybe not, but maybe you do. Um, something to think through. And then the last question, this is what I think about every day when I'm in the middle of a launch every day when I'm trying to sell something that I want more people in, I'm like, why haven't they bought yet? For the people who are following me and we've had conversations, why haven't they bought yet? And I sit and journal and I think through this because you might be surprised how many amazing ideas come to you when you're like, anal like analyzing, thinking about like pontificating <laughs> on why they haven't hit book consult by now, whatever, schedule call, whatever it is, why haven't they? And um, what's interesting is this takes some effort. Like sometimes the answer is not gonna be immediately available. Like if you're in the middle of a launch and it's not going well, or you're in the launch slump, which is normal, like in the middle between when the doors open and when the doors close and nothing's happening, this is the question that I sit with is like, why haven't they bought? Cause it might be like, they don't know that this is for them. Interesting. Why wouldn't they think it's for them? They th don't think they're ready. They don't think I'm talking to them. Well, how can I let them know that they are ready and that I am talking to them? And now you have relevant value to add in an email or a post. Okay. This is going to be way more real if I do this work with you. So first, is there any questions or clarification that you want from anything that we've talked about so far? Okay, does anyone want to write some copy together? Okay, Ashley, let's do it. Okay, so um, today my door is open for Ease and Flow, which is my group. Awesome. And so um, I have been sending emails, um, kind of following like the, la the launch, um, mm -hmm. the make it rain thing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I would just like to kind of use that as my... Yeah. What kind of where? So this is the other thing I didn't put this in the slide is like context matters, right? Like um, a post versus an email might be a little different, might be the same, kind of depends. So where are you marketing? So I do emails and um, Instagram. Are stories. they different? No, I usually take um, like pieces of my email and turn that into um, a story or vice versa. Perfect. Yeah. Do you have copy already written? Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk about it together? Sure. Okay. I'll do whatever you want to do. Oh, so, I want to well, make it useful. If that's not useful, let's do something else. So I have copy that's already been sent. Okay. And so that's kind of like not going to, I mean, it's not necessarily. Done. Do you have data on like how many times it was opened or clicked through or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So, um, so I sent, I sent them like on, I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
And so like yesterday's, yesterday's only 37.3% opened it. That's very good. Oh, okay. And then the <laughs> other the other day, um, eighty seven and a half percent opened it. That's very very good. Twelve and a half percent actually clicked the link to learn very more good. about Ethan Flow. <laughs> and then actually, those are really good numbers. Just okay, so you know. <laughs> good. That's great. That's great. And then um, on the fifth, um, so Saturday, thirty eight percent opened it. Perfect. So let's answer that. Just that last question that I asked on the slide before, like, why haven't they bought yet? Yeah. So I was thinking about that and I was like, do I need to have a deadline? Do I need to have like, cause it doesn't officially start until January. Um, and so, but maybe I need to have like a doors cause right now it's just like wide what open. If, well, you can keep it open, but what if we gave them like a bonus or an early bird something, something that did go away? Yeah. Or prices are going to increase at a certain date or something like that. Okay. I can... Do you have anything that immediately pops out at you that could be? So that's funny because like originally I had, like you can save 20% if yeah. you sign up in the next 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was like, eh, and I didn't do it. So. Why didn't you? I don't know. Oh, well, I do know. I do know. Because I said to my husband, do you think I should offer an early bird? And he's like, no, you're already giving him a great deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, our husbands, one time I was like, yes, I think I I'm going I'm to raise my prices. And Wes was like, don't do that. I know. I know. I should know better by now, Amber. It's but, okay. Um, and so because I always, offer, I always offer an early bird because I love that. Like I love when I notice that that's when I buy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, so this is something that um, we're going to talk about a little bit more as the program goes on, but like, there are definitely like logical buyers and we love them, but our emotional buyers are my favorite because they buy immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I love this. I'm in. And so yes. when we write to them, it's a little bit different. You know, it's like, imagine feeling amazing. Imagine yes. having your period planned and like that you're like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, like the fun of it and the flow of it and like how exciting yeah. it is. And they're like, yes, I'm in. Yes. And it's early bird. Like, oh, totally in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So I, um, okay. So I just opened it this morning. So I haven't had anybody buy yet. So I can easily just like say, like I have a 20% off. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a magical time frame for when you feel like how so long I actually, this is some, this is a hack that I've learned. Um, I would change the language a little bit to that. The price is going up. Oh, not that they can get a 20% off code. Does that make sense? Same yes. thing. It's literally the same thing. It's just how you're yeah. talking about it. I've found people move more when I say that the price is going up. Okay. Okay. Try it though. Like all of this, this is something I should have said this in the beginning. Try it and see what works for your audience. For my audience, when I say the price is going up, that works better than save 20%. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, I can see that. So you can try it. Um, do you have, do you know what it is? Like the two prices? So um, I'm selling it for, so if they can pay $2,000 if they pay for it all at once, mm -hmm. or it's four payments of 625. 
Okay, is it a four-month program? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, and then that's the early bird? No, that's just like the price I have right now. That is the price. So 20% off would be any math? But I don't, <laughs> yeah, because because um, $2,000, so that's 20% off, like 10% off. Sorry, go ahead. Did you already announce that price? Uh-huh. Okay, so this we're starting with 2000 and then it's going to go up to maybe like 2400 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. And you're starting in January. Yeah. So this yeah. is, a, this is another interesting thing, um, is like the length of launch. You might do different phases, you know, um, if you like right now I'm doing a painful for the matrix that you get four private calls with me. And I've had a lot of people ask me about that. That was like a bonus for painful. You might offer something like you might like play a little bit with like price is going to go up this Friday to $2,400. This is your last chance to get it at an early bird rate. For two thousand or for payments of six twenty five, we start in January. Take care of it before the holidays. Like you know that you're going to want to do this work in January. Like it's the perfect time to commit now, and I'll see you in January. Like do this for your future self, kind of thing. That would be mm -hmm. like kind of like the vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then sure. as soon as the price goes up, now it's different, right? The price is raised. Why would they join at the higher rate? It's probably more of your like logical like you know, I've been, I've been struggling with my hormones. I've really known that like my menstrual cycle is something that I need to think through, but like, I'm kind of intimidated and I don't know if it's actually going to work. Like, I don't know if like, that's real. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? mm -hmm. So that's how you're, it's, you're addressing the skeptical, logical people. Okay. And maybe you throw in a bonus for them as well. Okay. So it like, would be, what would that? So like, I'm, yeah. So like, I'm thinking through like a logical person, what would be a good bonus for them? It would be like, I don't know because this. I'm not logical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, you are like, it's not like you're illogical. <laughs> um, like I'm thinking like, like a list, you know, or maybe like you send them, like if you purchase by the end of November, I'm going to send you like a welcome basket of like all and pay in full. I'm going to send you a welcome basket of all my recommended resources so that you don't have to go shopping for it. You just get it. Well, that makes sense. If I'm going to hire her to tell me how, what to eat and what supplements to take, and she just sends it to me, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. So, so one of the, let me ask you this. So one of the things about ease and flow is it's for the women that are already familiar with menstrual cycle awareness. Okay. That's right. So, yeah. So this yes. is just like how they go deeper into mm -hmm. um, the work. And so I, I am actually giving them 15% off, or maybe I did 20% off of a cycle strategy 101. If they haven't taken that yet, yeah. because I would prefer that they do take that right. before coming in. And so, um, do you have any thoughts about that offer? Think I like about? it. Yeah, okay. I like it. Um, for a lot of what I do is I just like throw it in. Um, but I don't think there's like a right or wrong. Yeah. Mm, okay. How much, like, what's the price difference between cycle strategy 101 and ease and flow? The cycle strategy 101 is only $147. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you can give them a discount <laughs> and then it's theirs for life, right? Yes. It's like a mm -hmm. resource that they have for life. And that's how I would write that. Like you get cycle strategy 101 for life so you can reference it. So you can come back to it when you need to. 
Um, okay. But you do recommend giving a discount or you recommend throwing it in for free? I like to throw things in for free. Yeah. That feels okay. really abundant to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. But how does it feel to you? No, like it does. Like I feel, I want them to have it that badly that I'm yeah. like, here, you get but it. But this is it. how I say it. When you join Ease and Flow, you get Cycle Strategy 114 absolutely free. Okay, but not- wait a minute. What about the women that have already bought it? Oh, did they did they buy both? Yeah. Okay. Because I have so then for this that- launch, I integrity really matters to me. So like I would just do what you're doing for this entire launch and the next launch offer it <laughs> okay. for free. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want you to have to do like refunds and price. Right? Like yeah. I would just do what you're doing. People are buying, it's obviously working. Yeah. So I would just keep doing it. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then, so this is good for you to like that kind of differentiation in your relevant value. It is, you're targeting someone almost like their status. Like they already know menstrual stuff. Right. They've already, they've already kind of researched it. Um, and they want to take it to the next level. Maybe they're a little nerdy and like want to dig into more of like, um, like the medical or mm-hmm. like biological stuff. And they're like, I'm obsessed with this. Maybe I want to teach this. And you're like, yeah, you need to come to ease. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is like, how do I, re- like, this is all fine and good, but how do I really like implement it with my relationships? How do I deal with yeah. the inner critic? Like I yeah. taught you, you know, all that stuff. And so this is just like next level. So yes. And I would use the word next level. I would use okay. the word like elite or like, um, like you want to be like an expert. Like it's, it's like speaking to the agenda of like, I want to go all in on this, make it like really cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I cannot see the chat, but I see that people are, hold on. Let me stop sharing so I can see this chat. Oh, sorry. I just chatted. Um, I was going to say, I think you can use that language, like reassure people that this is not just the basics. Yes. Like this is the deep dive. This is the next level. So Cause those logical buyers are like, I already know the basic stuff. I don't want to sign up for something that's like elementary. So right. I think speaking right. to that works really yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I, mean, okay. I think I need this course. <laughs> Ashley's awesome. Everybody needs this <laughs> every, course. Every woman needs it for sure. You should have a, it's amazing. in the future, Ashley, you should also teach a course on like men, educating men on menstrual cycles so they can understand their women. <laughs> 100%. It's already, you have, like, it's already... Off, off, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So also, then, yeah. Oh no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so like when this call ends, like I get on to Instagram and just tell them like, this is like, I'm offering an early bird. And so after Friday, the price is going to go up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you already know you're in, get it in, get in at the cheaper price. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And also really speaking to that, like status, like people like to feel important and elite and like I went all in on this like I got exceptional training from Ashley about like the next level information this is not for base like this is not basic information this is like really cool I don't use those words but you know what I mean (laughs) like like, how can you make it really cool for them you know yeah like I wanted to sound like very exclusive yeah so like the example that I have I don't do anything like you but like um, when I will sell the art of deep coaching I will talk about it being like another step beyond like just 
remedial coaching, right? I want to appeal to yes. someone who like wants new tools to think differently at a higher level, right? That's how you want to think about ease and flow. It's not basics. It's like, ooh, that's the, the feeling that they want. Okay. Cool. And then if someone could please make a course for women who have an IUD so they don't have a period to track, that would well, be amazing. I talk about that in Cycle Strategy 101. So Okay. Because okay. yeah. I'm always like, this would be great if I knew yeah, when same. my phases were because I don't have <laughs> yeah. a period. <laughs> yeah. So I like walk you through that in the course. And then you and I actually have a private session together so we can talk about it more there. So yeah. It's I cycle strategy 101 is very like inclusive. It's for like mm -hmm. women that have been through menopause that have had a hysterectomy, have an IUD. So, but this, this is for like people that are like, I love this so much. How do I make it? Yeah. It really works. So, so cool. Okay. Yeah. Appeal okay. to that status, like make it advanced. I would use the word like advanced expert next level, all of those kinds of things. Okay. Never before seen. This is not basic things like that. In your okay. Coffee. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Thank okay. You. Anyone else want to work through anything that we discussed about copywriting, um, mind reading? Like that last question is something I'm always thinking about. Rebecca, <laughs> um, why haven't they bought yet? <laughs> okay. So the um, thing that I want to work on my copywriting around is like my generic package, like my brand new website, 15K package, which sells pretty well mm -hmm. right now. But the thing that I've been like mulling around in my head is if I should name it something to better articulate like who it's for, like the idea that's right been coming up one-on-one. -on -one brand and website design. I feel like that explains what you do so clearly. I feel like it's fine. I feel like um, I'm trying to figure out how to explain my other service, which yes. is like the creative So this is about brand strategy or website design. Right, right. Actually about um, Which is for established mm -hmm. brands. And so I'm like, do I need to call the brand and website one? Like this is for like the brand foundation or like the, the startup phase. I'm just like trying to figure out how to articulate. Is it for the startup phase? No, not necessarily. What if it was like a re what if you really went all in on like a rebrand? Yeah. Have, I mean, I don't know, like statistically do people come to you for like, I've never had a brand before. I think for like 90% of my clients, it's like they have some kind of brand, mm -hmm. like maybe they paid a designer in the past, or maybe they just like bought a template on creative market, but they've like never actually invested big time into their it's brand. Like yeah. 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 Like, I don't, I don't think they think of it as a rebrand. I think they think of it as like, I'm going to finally do this for real. Brand for real. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to name it that. Right, no. That's like the vibe, right? Like this is like your yes. for real brand. Um, your yes. big girl brand. Yes. Like for the people who, they always knew that like at some point, someday they would do this for real. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And you don't think what it's named right now is clear? 
I think it's fine. I just wonder if it that, should be more clear. Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about your other offers. Yeah. Maybe that's really what the issue is. Are you worried um, that people so are going to be confused? Yes. What are you confused about? I think, I think I'm confused if somebody comes to me, which one I tell them is for them. Like I kind of view it as like, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I want to work together for a year. I'm like, cool. Do you have a brand yet? No. Okay. So that's the first thing that we'll do this year. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody that's like, I just want a brand. I'm like, cool. Then we'll do this package. That's just the brand. What if, okay, I'm going to draw because this is my mind right now. Yeah. <laughs> what if like everyone's on actually the same path and then they just need to have a conversation with you and then you can make an expert recommendation on what actually they need. Yes. And so all your content is going to like an intensive with you, even a paid intensive can be okay. Like that Voxer yeah. thing that you were talking about, like yeah. a Voxer, like that could be this. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I mean, what I've done so far is like get on a console call with me. Yeah, that would work. And the reason that I did that was because I used to be doing custom packages mm -hmm. where like, you know, I yeah, you moved different away from that, basically. right? It's all just one price. Yeah, now it's yeah. it's it's either going to be one price for fifteen k or something else for like ten to twenty five k. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, and I like doing the console calls. Maybe that's just what I keep. Sorry, now that's not like copywriting, but but it is because it's like that what you're saying because. If you're right, selling like right. a consult, that's different than selling a whole package. This is good for everyone on the call. Exactly. Your words change. When you're selling a consult, right. you're not selling the whole package. You're selling the call with you to make powerful right. decisions about their brand and business, to understand where they're going the next two years. Like those are the kinds of things mm -hmm. that you can talk about for the consult versus yes. like, work with me for a whole year, book a consult. What are we going to do on the Right. Call? Right. Yeah. The call to action is very different. Mm -hmm. So do you think I need to charge for the consult? Like, you should can. I do like an hour long? Yeah, session? I think you can. If you want. Do you want to? I, I haven't typically had so many people wanting to do consults that I've needed to charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and forth depending on what's happening in my business. Yeah. So what's happening in your business right now with whatever you choose really makes sense. I feel like the free consult makes sense. Yeah. And like really people still don't get on the consult until they know they're ready for a bigger investment anyway. Yeah. That's, how, that's kind of how I am too. Like when people, when I actually have a consult, it's like, they've already known that's kind of how you are too. Yeah. Like there's actually a really, I, I, I really love Rich Litvin. If you look at his website, mm -hmm. it's got like a menu, right. But uh -huh. the time that people actually like book a call with him or reach out, they've stocked his website. They know the menu options. They're just like, I don't know yes. which one. Like, what do you think? You know? And um, I yes. think that might be really helpful for you is like, let people see all the options. Yeah. 
yeah I do like that idea I know it always makes me laugh when people like book a consult and they're like so I think I'm looking for a brand that's like kind of a combination of these four brands that you've done I'm like yeah, yeah okay yeah so they've like they they know you they love you they've probably been thinking about working with you for a really long time yeah and so the consultation is just help me make a decision on what I'm gonna do with you <laughs> I like that phrasing a lot or like, so to use Rich Litvin as the example again, like he's got this, like, I like love his business model so much because he's got like a group, a few groups, and then he does like really high ticket one-on-one and he has a short-term high ticket one-on-one and um, people will come to him and be like, I don't know, like, what do you think I need? It's like a prescription. And if you can get into that, like mm -hmm. you can basically sell whatever you want because they see you as like very into like that's like the golden like I, I I can't think of anything like better in business to have someone come and ask you for like a prescription like what do I need Rebecca from you yeah like, need a brand design yes. and Voxer so let's do a creative partnership for a year like okay yes oh that, you know what you seem I like you have a that. lot of everything figured out you just need to refine how it all looks like you just need a rebrand and for me to do your website yeah. So then it's like, how do you create content that like you're the prescription, like you are writing prescriptions for people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I like that phrase of help me make a decision on what I'm going to do with you. Yeah. Like, or what we're going to work on together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people I think really like when I talk about, like, I know the right questions to ask you to help you yeah. make a decision. Yes. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, before I hired you, I was like, I wanted someone who's going to be able to get into my psyche a little bit. Cause I like to change my mind. So when you would mm -hmm. say things like, you know, if you want to make a committed decision, I can't remember some, some of the, like the, the verbiage I was like, yeah, like I need someone to like go deep with me so that this isn't like another random brand that doesn't last. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I think thinking through that content too, it's like, they want, your line of questioning, your specific questions. And I think some of the content that you can share, even like testimonial, that's mm -hmm. going to be different than just like before and after. I mean, people love that. That will get a lot of likes and things, but I always sure. think about the people who are never going to like my stuff, but they read every word and they're like kind of following me. Like there's people like this, right. Where they'll yeah. read, you know, this is, you know, Karen came to me because her brand, you know, she was doing really well, but she didn't feel like it reflected, you know, who she really was or where she was going. These are some of the questions that I asked her. And then she made really powerful decisions. And now she's making $1,000 more a month based on those strategic decisions. If you want help making strategic decisions for your business and your brand, schedule a consult with me because I, I really like business and brand because I feel like business is the consulting side of what you do. And brand is I like the design work of what you do. And yes, I do feel like they're I different really in like people's that. minds. Yeah, I think so too. I really like that. Um, I think one other aspect of this is like going back to what do these people fear or like what keeps them up at night? Mm -hmm. I'm always like, their business is going well. Yeah. Like when they have, like, they're not necessarily like, I don't have a business or like, it's, it's struggling. I know. So what is your biggest fear now that your business is going well? 
that I'm going to lose it or that it was yes. just like a fluke. it changes when you before you have success it's mm. I want success so bad once you have it it's like what if I never hit this revenue again what if like my business yeah. less next year than it did this year it's a it's a fear of loss well yeah what would your prescription be Rebecca create a committed stable brand mm -hmm. it's so you're mm -hmm. like yeah I have like the solution <laughs> you know yeah yeah I think also people are afraid of like like I think this is something that you said actually that really spoke to me but like I don't want to get to that level of success and realize that like I didn't really do it thoughtfully yeah you climbed the wrong ladder yeah I think about that yes lot. yeah I think that's another fear mm -hmm. like that might okay so you don't think I, I need what was that I would say you don't think I need a name like a I don't I mean there's kind of a reason that I haven't because I'm like my brand is straightforward like mm -hmm. you get one-on-one -on -one brand and website yeah it's interesting because like technically if you go, I mean, you know, you created it, but if you go and look at my one-on-one -on -one coaching, like I have named them, but when people ask me about coaching, they just want, they're like, how, what are my options to work with you one-on-one? And I'm not like, let yeah. me tell you the name of it. It's like, yeah, yeah I'll tell you about it. You know, I feel like some of the things that are yeah. straightforward, especially when you get to people who know what it is, I don't have mm -hmm. to explain one-on-one -on -one coaching with me to my clients. They get it. They want it. They, they know. Yeah. And so it's a different kind of conversation. It's more like, am I ready for it? Will this benefit me? I think that's what they want to know from you. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's so another silly really good... for making this investment. And you're like, no, this is why, yeah. you know, I just paid for a website last year, but I don't like it. You're like that's worth yeah. changing. Like those are the kinds of concerns that they're going to have. Yes. I think that's another um, like great selling point of the consult. Mm -hmm. Like I can help you determine if you're ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like we talked about with Ashley, like that status, that like that appeal of like being next level of like, mm -hmm. you know, like most people who are scaling to seven figures have a custom made website. Yeah. And I think that that's who you're talking to and yeah. a custom brand. This is not a template brand. Mm -hmm. And you can call that out lovingly. Yeah. Anything else coming to mind? No, I love this. I think I also just wanted permission to not name it. <laughs> you do not have to name it. <laughs> I think it's like, um, when you have like a program, like what Ashley has, like ease and flow versus cycle strategy one-on-one, it's similar, but it's like the next step in it. And it's like yeah. speaking to what the coaching is, it's, it's mm -hmm. cycle coaching versus like, we know it, it's like consulting strategy. I don't think you have, to, like, I don't think that there's a rule that you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's kind of like, like, I think about this, like when I get like a pedicure, like they name it, but I'm just like, I want this one. I, uh -huh. Oh, deluxe. Yeah. I want this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the name, I'm like, whatever, like, this is what I want. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. That's funny. And if, okay, if the name you. comes great. Yeah. I feel like what you've named it so far already is working. So don't yeah, let that. I think so too. I don't think I need to. Yeah. 
do anything different. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It's already working. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Anyone else want to work through their copy? Lonnie, are you here? Just because I got your boxer before we hopped on. Do you want to talk about it? Are you still here? Um, sure. Okay. I'm still here. <laughs> okay. So just some context, Lonnie had someone basically say, I want to hire you without saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and so copywriting is like powerful in our content, but also in our, in our like texting as well. And so Lonnie, like, I want to ask you like, what, what are your thoughts about this lady? Um, is she ready to work with you? I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think I have some like major like confidence shiz going on right now. But I think you do. I mean, can I, I read it to the group? <laughs> yeah, go go ahead and read it. Okay, Lonnie, I what do I need to do to get your help on learning how to track my period, etc.? I legit do not like I refuse to go back on birth control after I have the baby. I have felt so good being pregnant and I don't want to go back to that emotional mess. I would love your help. This is Lonnie Help me make the powerful decision to just hire you. That is what she's saying. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So what, in your process, she jumps on a call with you? Consult? Yeah. Yeah. So you can invite her to a call and be like, hey, I don't know like every detail, but I really like to ask some specific questions. Would you be open to jumping on a call with me to talk about that? Yeah. Because like we just talked about, we're not just selling like the whole six months, right? Right. Baby actions at a time. When you're selling the consult, you're talking about the consult. What is she going to get by getting on a call with you? Yeah. She's going to see how you can help. And you can say that, like, I would love to help. Let's get on a call to talk about how, or something like that. Yeah. How would you say it? Uh, Yeah, basically just like that. Yeah. So uh, you- I would probably just say like, I don't know, like when like asking when rather than like if because I feel like I don't know like sales wise like you know just like from like all my husband's like sales stuff it's like you're assuming the sale like I'm assuming she wants to get on the call with me and she already like said that she did so like instead of would you want to get on a call like when would be a good time for a call or something especially in this day and age yeah or you can just send you know I'd love to hop on a call do you want me to send you my scheduler link yeah um like like that assuming the sale is very powerful especially in this day and age if someone is sending you that dm she's not dumb it's not like i don't know what's next i don't do you have something for sale <laughs> like she's yeah. like okay i want your help i don't want to go back on birth control like i want your help helping me decide like what this is going to look like and yeah. like, let me tell you what it's going to look like let's jump on a call yeah Especially since like she's been following me for like the entire time, like when I was, you know, infertility and pregnant and mm-hmm. now postpartum and everything. So it's like we've known each other for a while and like now she's having a baby. Yeah. So it really is like ideal timing, I guess. <laughs> it is. Like we talked about in that little slide, like the timing of the presented offer, it makes sense for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so don't. The other thing, when this happens, what she's asking for is your leadership. Um, Mm -hmm. The mistake that I made early on in my coaching was like, I would kind of like shy away from leading the conversation when people would say like, I really want to work with you, but like, I'm kind of nervous about the investment. I'm like, that's okay. (laughs) 
when yeah. you're ready, you let me know. <laughs> and I would shy away from help, like leading them to a powerful decision. And now when I see a message like that, they want your help. Like they're mm-hmm. like, I want to make this decision. I'm a little scared. Will you help me make this decision? That's what they're really mm-hmm. asking. And so you can yeah. do it with like a lot of, sp- it's not like pressure with space and trust and all of it, but she wants your help making that decision for sure. Yeah. I think it's like part of it for me is like finding that balance between like, like you said, like you're super chill and like not pressure, but then also like leading, like you were just saying. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I am chill. I but then once they give me like the green flag by telling me like, I actually do want to work with you. That's my signal. Like they want me to lead now because they're nervous. They might not know what's next. You know, mm-hmm. very few people, unless you say, ask me for the link. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't going to message you like, send me the link to schedule a consult with you. That doesn't happen. This happens. Yeah. This is that this is what they're asking for in their own way. So you can interpret yeah. it. Like okay. So, but can I send you my scheduler cool. to, so we can talk about this? That's exactly what I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go sign a client, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she's like ideal, right? You guys know each other and. Oh yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Go send that right now. <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Ashton, did you want to come on and chat about your offers? You have been listening. If you're there, if not, it's okay. Okay. Well, if she comes back, you have a standing invitation. The last thing I'm going to say before we end this call is to use Slack to send me copy if you want feedback or whatever. And I usually only do that for like private clients, but I thought it'd be fun to give feedback and stuff on people's copy since we're talking about it. So if you're watching this live or on the replay, like that's what Slack is for is to get my like eyeballs on your stuff. So we're going to talk more about con like actual content. Um, this is more like overarching, like copywriting. We'll talk a lot about content in our content workshop next week. Um, so like posts, emails, sales pages, whatever, if you want my eyeballs on it, you can just either share the link or if the full copy, in the coaching tab and I will look at it and give you some feedback sometimes. Um, and I know me and Rebecca were just talking about this. So it's going to, sorry, Rebecca, it's going to sound like repetitive, but like, sometimes it's not just like a mindset thing. Sometimes it's your copy. It's the way that you're articulating something and more mindset work. Isn't going to make your sales better. More belief work. Isn't going to make your sales better. And this is um, one of those things that like, I see this often where like people have been selling something for a long period of time and they're like, I don't like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I feel like it's a good offer and I'm like, it is a good offer, but the way that you're articulating it is, and those are two different things. This really helped me like feel peaceful about copywriting. I'm like, oh, my ability, my ability to write copywriting actually has nothing with my ability to deliver coaching. So just because it hasn't sold the way you want it to actually means nothing about your ability to deliver and to change lives. But if you want the opportunity to change lives, right, when we're selling something that's, you can't just go to Amazon, you don't go to Amazon and buy a $5,000 coaching package, right? Um, You might go to the emergency room and spend thousands of dollars out of necessity or like an air conditioner or things like that, that like people buy without copywriting, right? But with 
things like this, we need copywriting to sell it. And so making that shift of like, I do two things in business, I sell and I deliver selling includes copywriting. And so hopefully these, those three things, like the intrigue, the relevant value and the compelling call to action, like anytime you're selling, those are the only three things that need to be on your mind in your own way. And then it becomes your art. How can I, how would I make it intriguing? How would I add relevant value? How would I make a compelling call to action? It doesn't need to be like me or anyone else, but I think it can be your art and um, it'll make you a lot of money. <laughs> so it's worth getting good at. Okay. You guys, any final questions? Do you have any book recommendations? You know, I do. The ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate sales letter by Dan Kennedy is very good. Um, Copywriting Secrets by Jim Edwards is also very good. Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson is a copywriting book, despite what it seems. Um, and so all three of those books are very good. If you're going to start with anything, like I keep um, the ultimate sales letter around when I'm writing copy because it's just like very, actually, I keep both. I keep that one and copywriting secrets around because they give examples and like what makes a good headline and how to create bullet points and all sorts of stuff. A word of caution, if you're listening to that is don't, like I read this quote online. It was really good. Don't let your education outpace your execution. Don't become a student of copywriting that never writes copy. That's not the point of this, right? The point of this is to read about copywriting and listen to this and go write copy. If I was, I think I was telling this to some, like, I think it was Annette who's not on this call, but I was like, if you knew how many sales pages I have written that have failed, if you knew how many offers I've made that did not go well, you'd be like, why did I hire you? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I failed so much that I know like I have that like ability to kind of see what works and what doesn't. And so part of the the issue is you need to kind of get it. You need to write a lot. And so actually one last little like thought um, share is like, okay. So like if you're going to take action and like it's, you're going to spend like one week before you take action again, there's going to be people like me who are taking like, this is like my action, right? Like I'm taking so much action. I'm writing emails. I'm creating podcasts. I'm writing posts. I'm having conversations. And even, so like, let's say this is a fail and this is a fail. Well, I'm getting way more fails than you so that I can get more wins than you too. And so not like you, I'm not against you, but you know what I mean? Like you have to remember, you want to be this person. When you take more shots, you get more baskets in basketball, right? Like, um, the more you like Michael Jordan shot so much and he missed a lot, but he shot so much. That's why he made so many points. That's how I think about business. It's like, you want to write a lot of copy so that you get a lot of results and data so that you can make it better over time. So in, when in doubt, actually write more, write more emails, write more posts. That's how you're going to get better. That was my strategy. It's a very unsexy truth about business. <laughs> you got to fail more to, to get more wins. Okay. Any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns? <laughs> okay, then I will see you guys next Monday. Please use Slack. Like I say this to all my private clients too. Like I give resources very intentionally. This is not gonna burden me. This is not gonna bother me to actually get responses from you. So please use it. Like you get direct access to my phone. 
that is cool. Use it. Ask me questions. Send me feedback. Um, and let's get you making money with your copy. Okay. All right. I'll see you guys next Monday. Thank you. Bye. Hey, I wanted to take a quick second and thank you for listening to this podcast and for being a part of my community. I appreciate you doing the work with me. Um, and I know that the work we do is is unique, right? Blending the business work with the inner work is a special place. And so I want to invite you to share the matrix with a friend that's a coach or a solopreneur who would benefit from this type of work, that the, the work that you and I do in the matrix. My business grows through word of mouth, so I'd really appreciate if you spread the good word um, to someone that came to your mind through this episode. And I appreciate you and I'll see you soon.